So I want you to think about this. If you're in this room today and you would say, I don't know that God's given me a vision, then two things need to happen in your life. One of those is, are you where God's called you to be? Or is this a job to you? Because there's a major difference in the outcome of ministry in your market based on the answer to that question. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the First Party Podcast. I'm Brad Skelling. And I'm Steve Cherico. How are you doing, Brad? I'm doing very well. You too? Yes. Well. Good. Yep. What's going Glad on? Glad to hear it. Well, we are uh, back for some more stories of First Priority and a little bit more insight and wisdom from the fall conference. Like it, like today. it. So we got a good show up ahead. Let's start with the story. Should we start, start out? Let's just jump in, tell a little bit of a story. We've been talking a lot about our new districts uh, recently on the podcast, the last six months, I guess, off and on. Yep. And uh, it's good this time of year, the most wonderful time of year, to have a story because clubs are in full swing. Things are happening. Kansas City has launched their first club, first party club anyway, ever. Sure, they have nightclubs and whatever else over there. I don't participate in that kind of thing, but we have no idea where you just went, Brad. <laughs> but they have lost. their first first, first priority, priority club. club, exactly. And uh, yeah, we've got a story from that. You want to share that? I do. So they were uh, conversating on Slack as a team the other day mm-hmm. and threw up the a big win for them. As as you said, the clubs are launching there, mm-hmm. and so that's a win. And as a young organization, wins are a big deal. So they yes. they share them and, and tell the story. And yes. One particular one was um, one of their coordinators heard from a youth pastor who was waving his arms in the air saying, you're not going to believe this. And the the youth pastor basically said, I kind of don't believe this. It's almost too good to be true. Hmm. Um, Three students who had attended that first priority club and were invited by their peers to come and had plugged in, started coming the following week to the local church. Just like we talk about after invite week becomes connect week, right? Connect week, connect them back to the club, connect them to Jesus, connect them to the local church. Yeah. And uh, so that youth pastor said, these three kids have all jumped into our discipleship plan and they're all part of the process now. Like they're sticking with it. It's a couple weeks after the invite week happened. And he said, and I quote, this is the first time in all of my years of youth ministry that somebody else has helped us grow our youth ministry Mm. Through a model of us being allowed to do what we do best, which is disciple kids. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so that team just was really excited that the process worked. Right. That the plan worked. Right. Uh, and a pretty <laughs> neat story for them. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. Surprise. They've heard about it, right? The vision was cast. They yep. caught it. They wanted to be a part of it. Yep. So much so that they quit what they were doing before and exactly. started doing this full time. There's three of them over there in Kansas City. And uh, it worked. And God did cool stuff, so praise God. That's right. We will. Yeah. We do. So, cool. Well, thanks for sharing that story with Storytime with Steve. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Where are we going this week? We are going uh, to the conference. Uh, We're going to share. Are we still there? We are still there. There's a lot of conversations that we have. Oh, we're not there there. We're just discussing. We're just having a discussion. I don't know where you just went. My bad. My you should bad. probably go to a nightclub. Yeah, probably should a nightclub. <laughs> or a first party club, one or the other. Carry on. Uh, 
Yes, we are still at Fall Conference. Um, we have all of these segments of what we're doing at the Fall Conference this year. We did a vision casting for Fort Worth. Um, in preparation for that, Larry Franks got up and talked about doing a vision casting. And so you may have heard, I want to give this caveat leading into it. You've, you've, we've probably heard Larry cast the first party vision before because yeah. we've played things from training. He spoke at previous conferences, things of that nature. He takes a little bit of a different angle where he's really trying to not just cast the vision, which he does a little, but talk about how to do that in your community. Yeah. And so what do we need to do? Because he's setting us up for Fort Worth, setting us up to hear it that night, to see it in action. There's 15, 18 new people in the room. So they wanted them to have that perspective to say, hey, we're going to see it. But here are some things you need to be aware of if you want to cast this vision to your community. And we don't say this very often because a lot of you, like hopefully, like Brad and I, listen to podcasts when we're driving down the road, right? Yeah. It's good windshield time use. Yep. Um, but I would say this particular week, if you've got a notepad, if you've got an iPad you write on, whatever it is, you know, whatever you use, journal, mm -hmm. that it might be worth listening to this one with that in front of you. Yeah. Because uh, Larry's full of not only wisdom, but nuggets that you could use in the future when you do one of these in your local area. That's right. It's good stuff. All right. Well, let's jump in then. Sounds good. Well, I want to talk to you a little bit about vision and vision casting and uh, how we share the vision. Everybody knows Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. When we talk about casting vision, you have to have one to cast it. That's a good thing to write down. You see, a lot of times we talk about what the vision is of First Priority of America, but I want to go personal for, for a minute here. What is your vision? What is your vision for your ministry? What is the vision that God has given you for your particular market and your particular area that you are over? You see, I, I tell people this all the time when we talk about revival. You know, a lot of times we pray, God, please send revival to America. When the prayer really should be, God, send revival to Larry Franks. Know this, nothing will ever happen corporately in the arena of first priority of America that doesn't happen in individual lives that make up first priority of America. So when we talk about vision, what is vision? Here, here's a spiritual way to put this. It is seeing things from God's perspective. <laughs> you see, if we're not careful, we decide what we want our vision to be, and then we want God to get in on what we want our vision to be. See, that's generally how we operate. God, I've got this passion. I really want to do this. And I want you to bless it because I know this is of you. When in reality, you went to God and said, here's my vision. Will you just bless this? So what is the vision that God has given you specifically for your area of ministry? Now, if you know me, you know that I'm really transparent. So I want you to think about this. If you're in this room today and you would say, I don't know that God's given me a vision, then two things need to happen in your life. One of those is, are you where God's called you to be? Or is this a job to you? Because there's a major difference in the outcome of ministry in your market based on the answer to that question. Because Stephen and I had a conversation when we were partnered up a while ago 
about have you ever wanted to quit? Transparency again, here goes the mask. I served 30 plus years on a church staff in some of the greatest churches in America. I'm a high school dropout, no college education, no nothing. The last guy you would ever say, this guy needs to be in ministry leading people. And so here's the thing. When I left the church staff, I got some people that were in my church here. They're probably going to go, seriously. But when I left the church staff, I felt like a Mack truck had been lifted off of me. Shane talked about it this morning. Guys, listen to me. I don't care if you're in a local church or if you're in a nonprofit campus ministry. Ministry's hard. And here's what I know. If you're not called to it, you'll walk away from it. Because there will come a time where you say, man, it ain't worth this. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. Or I can't raise money anymore. I mean, I'm struggling. I just can't do this anymore. I can't go to bed at night wondering, am I going to be able to raise enough funds to pay my staff this week? I don't want all of those burdens. But here's the difference. I told Stephen this. He's my witness. There's never been a time in doing first priority that I woke up and said, I don't want to do this anymore. Has it been hard? It absolutely has. Have we failed? Many times. But when you're called, it makes you stick by the stuff. When the going gets tough, it just makes you press in more towards the heart of God. And it makes our reliance on God go to a whole different level. Because when you look at my abilities and my past and my knowledge and all of those things that we say it takes to have an effective ministry, uh, listen, I know where I'm at. And here's the great part about ministry for me. It is truly a true statement to say this, God, if you don't do it, <laughs> it ain't going to happen. Because Larry Franks doesn't have the ability to do that. So when we talk about vision, when you're sharing vision, when you're casting vision, is it the vision that God has given you or is it the vision that you've given God and said, please bless this? Big difference. Now, for those of you who are leading markets, when we talk about vision, I want you to think about this. Uh, when we do training on the national level and everybody comes to the thriving metropolis of Decatur, Alabama, one of the things that we talk about in vision is this, vision leaks. What does that mean? Here's what it means. If you don't continually keep the vision of your ministry in front of your people, eventually they're going to forget why we do what we do. It just becomes habit to go do ministry, but is it helping us accomplish the vision that God's given us? If I were to sit down with your staff today and those that serve with you, even in a campus coach support role, if I were to go to them and say, hey, tell me the vision of first priority of greater Decatur, could, could my people quote that? If not, here's what I know. They're not hearing it enough, and they're not seeing it enough. Guys, we have to be reminded why we do what we do. Again, one of the great parts of this conference is just to continually hear people get up and say, hey, don't forget, this is why we do what we do. 
Are you called? Are you serving where God has called you to be? Or is this a job for you? If you and your spirit right now, thank God nobody else knows that battle that's going on in your life right now. But if you're the guy that says, you know, I don't know that I'm called to this, then you need to get on your face before the Lord and say, God, I'm surrendering to you. Wherever it is you have for me to be, I'm willing to go. And then when God calls you, you'll stay the course. You'll finish the race. You'll faint not. Just, just keep going with all of that. So again, are you serving where you are supposed to be? Now i got to go back because my phone shut off. All right, here's the other thing I want you to know. Again, I'm going I'm to go really quick. I'm cutting a lot of stuff out. You're welcome. So here's the other thing. When God gives you a vision, write, write these three words down. You gotta trust it. Oh, that's four words. Sorry, I'm in Alabama. Sorry, it's a little slow. It's a little slow. We're getting there. I thought I was a Tennessee ball there for a minute. It just went, slipped right out of my mind. So when God gives you the vision, you have to trust it. So what do you mean by that, Larry? Here's what I mean. Isaiah 55 verse 8 says this. His thoughts are not my thoughts, and his ways are not my ways. Guys, I want to tell you something. In ministry, God's going to call you to do a lot of things that make absolutely no sense. The timing doesn't make sense. I'll give you a prime example. Me getting called to first priority, serving on a church staff. Uh, just a few years before that, I had cancer. I was diagnosed with cancer. I went through chemo and radiation and all the fun things that go with that. That was my health insurance. That was a steady paycheck. I didn't have to ask anybody for money. I was spending somebody else's money. We were seeing kids saved left and right. These guys were in our church. We had an incredible ministry. God was blessing. I mean, it was in that time to where you would say, man, I was kind of in the prime of my ministry. And all of a sudden, God says, hey, that's great, but I'm calling you here. And I wished I was spiritual enough to say, okay, God, I trust you. I do. I, I wished I could stand before you today and say, hey, my testimony is God called me to go to first priority and I didn't even bat an eye. I just did it. But I'll be honest with you, that, that wasn't where I was. <laughs> I said, God, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I had cancer just a few years ago. And you were with me through that whole thing. And there's never been a day in my life that you've failed me, that you've not been faithful to me. But I'm not sure you know what you're doing with this one. And here's what happened. God began to burn a vision in my heart that says, trust me. Larry, your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are great thoughts, but they're not my thoughts. When we talk about digging ditches, some of you have referred to that. Here's what everything I threw up to God that said, I'm not your guide, now's not the time, it's too hard. I, I, blah, 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 blah. Here's what God says, this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. Listen, when you wake up Monday 
and want to quit, just remember this. God called you to it. God will see you through it. Stick with the vision. Trust the vision. And I'm telling you, God will see us through. We do not fight this battle alone. By the way, it's not our battle. It's His battle. So when we talk about vision, I think sometimes we just get our eyes off of the prize because of all this that's going on around us, and we forget, man, just focus on Him and what He's called us and equipped us to do. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It means it's going to be fruitful. (laughs) Why? Because it's His battle. And I don't know about you, but I took a look in the back of the book, and we win. So it's not really what's happening. It's staying the course. So are you living his vision for your life personally and for the life of your ministry? I wrote this down earlier just for me more than you. I don't want a vision I can create. I want a vision that God creates for me. Just be careful on what you allow yourself to do that gets in the way of what you know God wants you to do. Let me give you an example of that. Some of you are in markets that you have saturated your market, or here's where we get, transparency again. We get to the place where we say, you know, I don't know that I can do anymore. Interpreted, here's what that means in Larry Franks' world. I don't want to do another thing. I'm tired. I'm in every school, elementary, middle, and high school in two counties. I got enough to do until God says, well, let me remind you of the vision that I gave you. And that's to take the hope of Christ to, well, every really doesn't count. He didn't really mean Coleman. He just meant every in the two counties I'm in. And so God reminds me, listen, It's my vision that I gave to you. And one thing you and I both know is students are sick and tired of lip service. You see, we say one thing and we live another way. And so if we truly want to take the hope of Christ to every every student, here's what we have to do. We have to expand our vision. We have to see things from God's perspective. And here's what God told me. Listen, Larry, there are 13,000 students in Coleman that need Jesus. Now, you can stop where you are, and it's been fruitful, and God's blessed, and God's hand's been on it, and all the the success stories. But what are we going to do about those kids that don't know Jesus one county over from you? So here's my challenge. We got to see the world and not our our school and our city. Because God just might have you in your city and the next city. Guys, we cannot be in a place to say, I'm doing all I can do. I've said that a million times over the last 15 years of First Word. I can't do anything else. I got two of my board members here. How many times have I said that? Guys, I got to have some help. I can't do anything else. They're witnesses to it. They're here. And because they're faithful to the call and the cause, they come back to Larry in a board meeting and say, well, so exactly what's it going to take for us to get into Coleman? 
Thank God for board members. Somebody mentioned earlier we need accountability partners. I think JD said something about that. Thank God for people that will speak into our lives and say, you can do more. We're going to help you. We're going to walk the journey with you. We're going to help you raise the money. We're going to help you do all the things that go with that. But guys, please, if you don't hear anything else I say today, hear this. God's faithful. And his vision is much greater than our vision. It's much bigger than our vision. But here's what we got to do. We got to do ministry with excellence. And when we do that, I'm just telling you, God expands our territory. Whether you pray that prayer or not, he's going to expand your territory. So what vision has he given you? Are you living that vision? Are you called to that vision and the purpose of first priority? All right, that's all I'm going to do for vision. Now, I want to talk through tonight with you just very briefly, and then we're going to, we're going to be finished. Um, when we talk about vision casting, again, you have to know the vision to be able to cast the vision. But when we talk about vision casting, the purpose of that is this. If somebody comes into our lives, into our ministry, into our churches, whatever the case may be, and they don't know what first priority is, can we effectively communicate to them, this is what it is, this is who we are, and this is what we do? Let me tell you something. The only way you get that down to a science is you're sharing the vision. It's not knowing the vision, it's sharing the vision. Kind of like the gospel. Doesn't matter if you know the gospel. It matters if you share the gospel. It does matter if you know the gospel. Let me back that up. <laughs> but it, do, it does us no good to know it and not share it. And so the key is not just knowing it. The key is sharing the gospel. And so when we talk about vision casting tonight, there's going to be a room full of people here. One of the reasons that we came to Fort Worth for the national conference is this is a brand new district for us. And so we wanted to come and celebrate that, but also to help do a vision casting event to where we will have 30, 40-ish people in the room tonight besides all of us. And we're going to do a vision casting event where we're going to say, this is who we are. This is what it does. This is what it looks like on the campus. Shane's going to share. I'm going to uh, do Mark's responsibilities tonight uh, so he can just participate and, and not have to get up and down. Um, Kevin Cobb is going to be sharing his personal testimony. Uh, you didn't get to hear much of that last night. So he's going to share. Uh, Will is going to share as the director. And we're going to have a student, a brand new student for Fort Worth that's going to share. So all of those things are going to happen tonight. Now, there's some things that we need from you, okay? And I've got them down up here so I don't, I don't mess up. One, we need you to be on time. I'm going to say this, just to say this, y'all please act normal tonight. <laughs> we will have, yeah, I probably should back up. <laughs> I'm going to back up when I say that. So, so here's the thing. We're truly going to have some people that are, that are being cast the vision for the very first time. All right? Listen, we have a great time. We abuse each other. It's an awesome thing. Let's just flip a little switch tonight and just act like we, we know each other and we love each other. Just, just a little bit of peace will help. Okay? Here's what we need. Um, we need eight people. 
It can be guys and gals um, who are just willing to serve. By serve, we're going to use a buffet line. We're going to go through the food lines like we have. But if somebody needs some more drink at their table or whatever the case may be, we got somebody that's doing that. So our guests are not having to get up and down and be able to do that. So we're just going to listen. He already said, I'm serving. All right. So if that's you, listen, we, we can't have too many. We need to be out in the hallways welcoming people, thanking them for being here. We need to make sure that our guests have a seat up front. One of the other things that we're going to do is that every single table, now all of these tables that we have will be full and some additional tables in the back will be full. It's going to be a full room, okay? So here's what we're asking you to do. We need a couple of people, probably two, maybe more, may end up that way, at every single table. So as we're eating dinner, if any of these people have questions or anything about first priority, we have people at every table that can just kind of help them and walk them through the process and answer questions, okay? If you're negative Nancy, uh, you could work the parking lot or something. Just don't... (laughs) Don't work it. Look, if your market's not doing well and you're just, man, I'm just here to get away so I don't hurt somebody, um, you, you work merchandise or something. I don't, I don't know where you work, but just understand what I'm saying. Just stay home. We, uh, stay in your room. We'll bring you a plate. But here's the thing. Listen, here's the thing. We're casting vision to some folks tonight that need to catch the vision for Fort Worth. It's not just dinner. It's a big deal. Kansas City will tell you it's a big deal. We did a vision casting in Kansas City with, what, Jason, 40, 50 people? And they raised $600,000 at that luncheon. It's a big deal. But here's what I want you to understand. What you will see tonight is not the same vision casting that you would do in a market that's already existing. This is for a brand new market of, hey, we're exposing people to what we're doing, okay? Now, if you want to talk through, hey, what would one look like if I'm 15 years in at Decatur and I want to do one, the vision's still the same. We're still casting the same vision, but our verbiage is a little bit different because we got some proof in the pudding now. We, we don't have to just get up and say, hey, I promise you, when students do this strategy, they're going to see kids come to know Christ. It's a major difference when you stand up in Decatur and say, I promise you, because we did this, 5,300 plus students have come to know Christ on the public school, middle school, and high school campuses. That's when the rubber meets the road. But these guys tonight are going to be hearing for the very first time, this is who we are and what we do. You are first priority. You are. We are. And yes, we're family, but we all need more family. So just keep that in mind as you're sitting around the tables tonight. Let's serve well. Let's love well. Let's be positive. And let's make sure that when these people walk in this room that they leave saying, there's something different about that group. Now listen, most people that leave our presence say that. But I'm saying in a positive way <laughs> that they say that they say that. Okay, um, we talked about dress a little bit. I know that we ask, hey, try to dress a little bit nicer. If you didn't bring something, don't stay out. Don't don't not come. But if you did, let, again, they're probably going to be a little more dressed than what we normally are. Um, again, let the guests sit up front. Make sure you're welcoming outside. 
Um, and then I gave you a timeline. I'm not going to go through this again because of time. Um, I will just simply say this. A lot of people work better on a timeline. Hey, four months out, here's some things. If you're doing a vision casting event, here's some things you need to have in order. In three months, and two months, and all the way down to two weeks. That will just kind of help you if you are planning a vision casting event to kind of know these are some things I got to make sure in order at these times to be able to have a successful event. Look, as the preacher says in closing, I close my book. I close my book and my Bible. Oh, no, I'm, look, I'm going to be done before 2 o'clock. You are welcome. That never happens. All right, so here's the thing, and, and I'm going to leave you with this. Whatever thou doest in your ministry, you need to have a commitment to excellence. We had a cornhole tournament last Saturday, all right, to Saturday week. Raised $40,000 at a, at a crazy cornhole tournament. And Clint and I played in another tournament this past Saturday. It blessed my heart when Clint came over to me and he said, they did this and that would have never happened at our tournament. Because it was chaotic. Even in cornhole, we do it with excellence. Here's what we want. When these people leave this room tonight, they need to know that Fort Worth is going to do things with excellence. If you invest in us, we're going to be good stewards of your finances. We're going to do what we said we will do. And we're going to help you partner to win this generation to Christ. Just remember, I don't care what it is, do it with excellence. Trust God with his vision for your ministry. Father, I love you. God, I thank you so much for these, my brothers and sisters. God, thank you so much for our time together. And God, I know it's been fast and kind of crazy, but Lord, thank you for these that have answered the call. God, I'm grateful for their friendship. I'm grateful to be able to stand arm in arm with many of them to take the gospel to a lost and dying world. Lord, refresh and remind us of your vision for our lives personally and for our ministries. God, may we truly be sold out to taking the hope of Christ to every student, every student. Lord, if we've lost that, if we've lost the fire, if we've lost the desire, I pray that these yesterday and today, and tomorrow before we leave, God, may you reignite that passion in our hearts and in our lives. God, thank you for your great faithfulness. Lord, we thank you today for Calvary. <laughs> thank you for the shed blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses from every single sin. And God, we're serving a generation today that doesn't think God loves them and that God doesn't care for them. So help us as we equip and empower students. God, help us to remind them of how much God loves them and the great, great price that he paid for them. Lord, thank you. Bless our afternoon. Keep us safe. Give us rest. Lord, bring us back tonight excited to see what you're about to do and the doors you are about to open in Fort Worth, Texas. 
Lord, this is an answer to prayer of what we're about to do tonight. We've prayed for this for years. And you've opened the door. And again, may we be good stewards of it. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Well, Brad, in classic Larry form, yeah. there's more to use than I can actually use in one segment. <laughs> right. The man is full he is. of ideas, thoughts, and good wisdom. He's a good speaker. Yeah. He shares it very well. He does and has for many, many years. That's right. That's why he's successful. He's good at what he does. Yes. So uh, I would say for our audience, because um, there is so much in there that grab hold of what pricked your heart and what God is using in your community, in your school, however you need to do that and bookmark this one to come back to again in May or June or July to prepare you again to come into the fall. Because you're going to have to, every year we have to cast the vision again and say, hey, this is new. There are new students. There are new parents. There are new teachers that are going to be walking the halls of your school. So grab hold of what sparked your interest this time bookmark it and come back to it again because yeah we have to continue to cast the vision over and over and over again it reminds me of uh, my early tenure when i went down to birmingham birmingham's been around for 25 plus years but as we were standing there in the the room the one of the waitresses they were serving dinner or lunch i forget which one but they were serving and you know a young 20 something who went to a birmingham high school middle school and high school we're like what is this and we explained it to her, and she's like, I've never heard of this before in my life. And I'm like, mm. First Party's been around for 25, 30 years. In your town. In, your, in town, your town. In your school. Yeah. And she had never heard of it. And so always be casting that vision, sharing with the next person, and we, we're never done. Yeah. So. I, I think the one thing that I took away from it was in the midst of all the nuggets and all the segments— Larry had a common language, which was to give it away, right? Yeah. As you just said, right? Very much be so. Always be prepared to give it away. Yep. And the idea of sharing the vision is not, hey, look what I'm doing, but look what God's doing in our community. Yep. And how can I give that away to, and again, in the vision casting, particular groups, yep. particular pieces of the information, right? Yep. I'm going to give this away to the students. I'm going to give this away to the parents. I'm, anyway, right. I, that's that's the part that I took away from it was Larry was not grabbing onto it as mm-hmm. a vision caster. Mm-hmm. He really was saying, this is where we're headed. This is what God's doing locally. Mm-hmm. Join us. Yeah. Which was pretty neat. Yep. It's very neat. Very cool. Well, Steve, another good show. It is. It is. If if I could add one more just note as we close out today. Yeah. You guys are hearing us talking about the story segment a little bit. I would encourage you, if you're not already telling that story to Brad or to Christina and their team, Mm -hmm. um, you can send it to me. I just am not as good at email as they are. Right. Sure. Uh, feel free to send it over to us. We would love to shout from the rooftops what God is doing in your area and encourage whether it's a director or whether it's a campus coach, we encourage people with what the Lord is doing on the campuses you serve. That's right. It's good stuff. Love to hear it all. Well, thanks everybody for listening again and uh, being a part of the First Priority team. Wherever you are, uh, keep it up. We're encouraged by you. Uh, Hopefully you're encouraged by this podcast. So until next week, thanks for listening. See you.